0: Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm James Sweetman, and I'm so grateful that you've taken time out of your day to tune in. This week, I'm delving into the topic of work-life balance, and my goodness, what a hot topic that is. This last year, we've seen a revolution when it comes to work-life balance. No longer do we have the physical environment as a distinguishing factor to help us divide our lives into zones or modes. Technology had blurred these lines for sure, but now they're non existent. We're not just working from home, we're living at work. We can be globally connected 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In a work context, there's always something that we can do. The to do list will never end. We all know the term work-life balance, it's something of a cliche, you know, it's something that drips off our tongue and something to bemoan. Of course, I've never come across anyone yet who's seeking to put more time, energy and attention into the work side of the equation. In recent years, with technology allowing us to carry our work and our networks around with us, we've shifted from work-life balance towards work-life blend. But what I found, especially in the last 12 months, is now, it's not really about work-life balance, it's simply about balance. So this week, I'm going to explore the concept of balance. What does it mean? What are we trying to balance? You know, there'll be tips and distinctions, and of course, as usual, plenty of self-reflections thrown in too. The concept of work-life balance has never sat easily with me. I often think, what's the point in having work and personal life balanced if the quality of life or fulfilment in working life is poor? In metaphysics, balance is a point between opposing forces. I don't like the idea of work and life being in opposition. The reality, of course, is that for many people it is. Work is something to tolerate or endure, and they live for the weekend or the next holiday. When I think of work-life balance, I'm really thinking about how balanced is my life. Not just between work and personal life, but all aspects of life health, hobbies, friendships, spirituality, family, personal relationships, career. You know, it's as broad as that old coaching tool, you know, the the wheel of life exercise. The word balance might make you think of everything being equal, being evenly distributed. At a very basic level, we can ask how can I find some wiggle room so I can adjust the time, attention, and energy that I'm giving to the different aspects of my life? In other words, how can my work-life balance be more equitable? I prefer to view balance as fluid rather than static. I also think this aligns more easily with how the world actually works. If everything is allotted into slats or segments, the certainty and perceived security this generates will over time lead to feelings of boredom, the same old, same old, and very soon we will feel stuck in a rut. By taking a more fluid or flexible approach, we can recognise that there will be occasions when work requires more time, and of course, occasions when family and social life needs to take priority. Rather than seeing the relationship between work and personal life like a seesaw, it becomes multidimensional, and let's face it, there's more to life than just those two variables at play. As I said at the top of the episode, it's no longer about work-life balance, it's simply about balance. So what exactly does this mean? Well, going back to metaphysics, you know, the definition of opposing forces, this brings to mind tensions that we are trying to steady or balance. This term tension is one I've been using for some time in the context of leadership. Now, for me, of course, leadership starts with the constituency of one, you know, taking the lead in our own lives and career. And this is more important now than ever. We've all had the opportunity to reassess our values, what's most important to us. For many people, quality of life has improved by simply being able to spend more time with family as opposed to commuting. As a hybrid model of work looms, we have the opportunity to at least contemplate what an equitable work-life balance would look like to us moving forward. But there will always be tensions to manage. Tension is about working to find space between seemingly opposing commitments and contradictory objectives or agendas. We are seeking to forge a path through competing demands on our time, our attention, and our energy. Juggling these expectations and objectives in an environment where we can work anywhere, anytime, is the challenge that's at the cutting edge of work-life balance. So let's delve a little deeper. I want to offer you some handrails on this path of work-life balance, which of course will be unique to you. So the first one is based on that question, how balanced am I in my life? you know if it's not really about work or life it's simply life how balanced am i in my life so what does balance mean to you is it feeling aligned centered calm focused in the zone more and more when i think of balance i think of being at peace a quote i came across recently from an anonymous source which really spoke to me was when you master peace your life becomes a masterpiece so we'll play on the the two spellings of the word peace, I'll give that one to you again. When you master peace, your life becomes a masterpiece. So this sense of peace is top of the list for me. You know, if I'm not balanced within myself, I'm bringing this misalignment into my relationships and into my dealings with others. As I've said for many years with work-life balance, it's not a one-time get-it-fixed, get-it-sorted activity. It's not even weekly or daily. I've come to learn that it's really moment by moment think of it like autopilot on a plane. You know, it's not fixing the controls into place. It's making constant adjustments, responding to changing circumstances. And for me, that's at the heart of work-life balance. First and foremost, it's having the awareness to self-assess, and then it's the ability to make adjustments in the moment. It's not a debrief at the end of the day, it's a live in-the-moment awareness. I've spoken many times about my morning routine, my hour of self care that I've honed over the years that sets me up for the day, or at least gives me a fighting chance to feel balanced and aligned during the day and more resourced to respond to whatever life throws my way. In the last week or so, I've been doing a purposeful wind down routine as well at the close of the working day, a way for me to create a buffer between work mode or work mindset and non working mode. As a quick aside, Yoga Nidra is something that I've been getting more and more into, and 20 minutes of Yoga Nidra practice in the evening time is now part of my my daily routine. So if it's not work or life, it's simply life. How balanced am I in my life? That's the question to ponder. There's another element to this question, which is what would a more balanced life look like or probably more pertinently feel like to me? To know we are out of balance presupposes we have an idea of what balance is, was, or could be. We have to have that inner barometer, that inner spirit level, which, of course, is in itself an interesting term, you know, against which we can gauge our sense of balance. How do I know when I'm out of balance or alignment? Well, for me, the simple answer is my emotions will tell me. They are the tuning fork, the indicator of my, my, my vibration, You know, whilst I could take this down, the tangent of law of attraction, which is a positive byproduct of balance, being in alignment with life and therefore open to receiving, on a very practical level, being in balance is simply about feeling good. You could be working 12 hours a day, getting a business off the ground or pivoting a product offering and being in balance because you're loving it. You know, someone else could be working 12 hours a day, stressed, overwhelmed, exhausted and be completely out of balance. And of course, being out of balance would also bring to mind the term dis-ease. As one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Abram Hicks, says, negative emotion, the stress, the frustration, the annoyance, the anxiety, the anger, they're all indications that I've drifted from my core self, my higher self, and the vibration of source. The heavier or the more negative the emotion, the more I've drifted from this space of alignment or balance between my physical self and my higher self. Over the last 15 months, my ability to perceive my state, how I'm feeling, how balanced I am in the moment, has become even more finely tuned. How can I feel better in this moment, right now, is the question I ask myself frequently. When I get to this witness position, the awareness position, I'll then ponder what knocked me off my stride, or rather what old pattern or triggered had been activated. I will delve into that usually with my journal to hand, pondering questions such as, what am I fearful of? What am I resisting? Questions like these help me figure out why I've drifted out of balance. So let me pose that a question again for you. What does balance look like, or more importantly, feel like to you? I mentioned earlier that we're also trying to balance different variables in our lives. So what are some of the opposing forces we're seeking to balance? as I said, here I use the word tensions. And remember that tension can presuppose something that will stretch us. So the first of a few tensions that I'm going to take you through is the balance between expectations and reality, or trying to marry expectations with reality. You know, we all have expectations as to how life or different aspects of our life could or should be. Then we have reality as we're experiencing it. You know, so we might have expectations around salary levels or expectations how, as to how we want to be managed or expectations around how we would desire others to behave or expectations that someone will cook my dinner. You know, are my expectations realistic? Are they fair? Are they feasible? I've also learned, just as every spiritual teacher has proclaimed, that if we resist reality, we will suffer. You know, this is a tricky area to achieve balance. We don't want to downgrade our standards. Uh, we don't want to drift into cynicism, which many people do when they ex- when their experience of reality is less than their expectations, and they experience this over a period of time. If we simply change our reality, we may just replicate the same patterns elsewhere. So no easy solution to this one, but if we're aware of the tensions between juggling our expectations with reality. At least we know the variables that are at play and we have language to help us figure out why we're feeling out of balance. The second tension that we're trying to balance all the time in the context of work-life balance is the commitment to others versus the commitment to ourselves. And for a few years now, this is actually how I've defined work-life balance, balancing the commitments we have to others with the commitments we have to ourselves and our families. And yet again, this is an ongoing challenge. If we're seeking to balance commitments, it makes sense to be clear, as clear as we can be, as to what are those commitments that we're we're seeking to balance. We have to juggle focusing on our own priorities versus being supportive, a supportive team player at work and giving a colleague a dig out. We're threading the needle between following through on family responsibilities and work commitments. It might be looking after a sick child versus logging into an important meeting. Of course, in many ways, it's not about juggling commitments. It's really tolerating different degrees of guilt. A subset of this self versus other commitment continuum is having a boundary as regards controlling your contactability whilst remaining available and approachable. Like with most aspects of life, it's about awareness, consciousness and choice. If I establish a boundary, for example, when it comes to responding to work emails, I can make the personal commitment to keep it within office hours. Now, I can choose to cross this boundary with the awareness that I know I'm doing it and the reason why I'm doing it. It's the exception to the rule, but I still have a rule. Constant exceptions will, of course, disintegrate the rule. I've shared before one of the many golden rules of relationships, and that is we train people how to treat us. But that also presupposes we are clear as to how we want to be treated. Those boundaries can also be around establishing routines and rituals that work well in our lives, whilst also also staying flexible. It might suit you to start work early and take two hours in non-work mode during the day to do whatever, household chores or, or a Joe Wicks live exercise class. But there may be days when you choose to deviate from this routine. So that second tension is the commitment to others versus a commitment to ourselves. And as ever, there is no quick fix here. As I say, it's about awareness, consciousness and choice. The last area that I want to explore before I share some self-reflection questions with you is around the just me aspect of work-life balance. So what do I mean by that? Well, a few years ago in my talks in this area, I brought a third element into the work-life balance equation, which I've labelled just me. So how am I fueling myself so that I have something to give to the work and the personal life relationships? Hidden within this is the struggle to balance the fear of letting others down versus the fear of letting myself down. We will feel bad when we make a promise or a commitment to someone else and we don't deliver or follow through on it. It is far easier to break a promise or a commitment you've made to yourself, because on the surface no one will be the wiser or will suffer. But of course, personally, we pay a high price. We will feel we are letting ourselves down when we don't follow through on an action that we know will serve us. We will experience a sense of self-betrayal that over time erodes our self-confidence and self-belief. My guiding question here when navigating the choppy waters of competing commitments is, what decision or action would make me feel most proud about myself? This question will always steer me towards what I feel to be most true for me, most aligned, most balanced let me give you that question again. What decision or action would make me feel most proud about myself? So in any discussion about work-life balance, never overlook the just me element, you know, what it takes to fuel your soul and allows you to engage with others in both a personal and work context. So as we move towards close this week, let me share with you five reflection questions And these are self-reflection questions, you know, because you're the expert in being you and no one knows your commitments, responsibilities, routines and habits and context better than you do. So the first one, in the area of work-life balance, blend or simply balance, however you phrase it, what's working well for you? So when you think about your current work-life balance, what's working well for you? Sometimes it's too easy to overlook how far we've come, you know, the routines or habits that we've established, the ones that serve us, approaches that we were brave enough to try and that we found benefit us. So that question again, what's working well for you? And it sits with the modern thinking of making existing strengths even stronger. And of course, so many of us are tough on ourselves that we don't maybe fully recognize what we're doing well. The second one, If I was to pinpoint a specific challenge when it comes to my work-life balance, what would that challenge be? So this question allows us to condense it, to label it, to make it more manageable, so we're narrowing in, we're focusing on a specific challenge. So that second question, if I was to pinpoint a specific challenge for me when it comes to work-life balance, what would it be? Third question, what adjustments can I make? What adjustments can I make? Yeah, this is about creating some wiggle room for ourselves. I like the idea of making a 1% turn of the compass, which over time could make a huge difference. So a slight adjustment, which over time can have a big impact. Question number four, what can I do for myself right now that would assist me in regaining balance? So as I've said, and maybe the theme for this week's episode is perhaps it's not really work-life balance, it's just how balanced do I feel in the moment? So with that thinking in mind, what can I do for myself right now that would assist me in regaining balance? And then the final question, which I mentioned earlier, what would an enhanced work-life balance or enhanced balance feel like for me? Because I do think here it it is emotional. It's not just logical. We can't necessarily figure this out rationally allocating time for this that and the other and whilst time boxing and time blocking and those time management techniques are certainly helpful for me when it comes to balance we're dealing with emotions so therefore what would enhanced balance feel like for you as you can probably tell this topic of work-life balance using its traditional term is a topic that I'm passionate about The COVID-19 crisis has prompted many people to reassess their lives, their choices, their values, what's important to them. And for many people, it's woken them up so that they can perhaps see now more clearly how unbalanced their lives were. Perhaps ultimate balance is ensuring that what you deem most important to you aligns with how you're spending your time and what you're devoting your attention and energy to. We are moving fast forward now and entering a time when it won't be about work-life balance, but simply balance and quality of life, all aspects of life. It's not static. Like life, it is fluid and ever-changing, and balance is about constant, subtle adjustment, situation by situation, moment by moment, and we're doing this from a space of awareness and consciousness. So thank you for tuning in this week and listening to my musings on redefining work-life balance. I hope I've provided some food for thought and that those reflection questions allow you to ponder this subject more and make it more relevant for you and your specific situation. So I'm James Sweetman. Thanks again for tuning in. More information about me is available on my website, jamesweekman.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend or a colleague, or if you've not done so already, a little star rating or, or making a comment or a review, um, which always spurs me on. So thanks again, and until next week.